Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Dave Schrader, Mike Molina, Andy Rappernock, Tim Dennis. And feeling a bit like a mortician, Ralph to Bashman <laughs> D, the hackmaster. That's because you're dressed. I'm dressed in a, a black suit. Why are you in a black suit? I have a meeting tonight. I'm trying to impress somebody. Trying to join the Amish? Yeah. No, shot. I'm not going Amish on you. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well, Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Gone astray is the bluebird. Here to stay is the new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in winter wonderland. We are here on the Tom Bernard Show. It's Tuesday before Christmas. Is everybody in the Christmas spirit? I only had to walk about three, four blocks to get here, so. I've noticed that more people are in the Christmas spirit since the sun came out today. Yeah, yes. that much warmer. Did you notice that? Yeah, let's give it 48 hours, though. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're going to go into the deep freeze. That's right. Almost 10 to 12 <coughs> inches yeah. in the next three days. Yeah. No. Now they're saying it's only one to three. Oh, really? yay. I say <laughs> they, they, get into, they get into this uh, snow mania, weather mania. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of hope that, that they tell you it's going to be some amazingly high amount of snow because we know that then that's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. very true. But it's, it's when they tell us, oh, we've only got an inch or two coming that you got to be like, oh, crap, let's go grocery shop right but now. It's always scary when it warms up here it usually leads to snow mm-hmm. yeah that's true mm-hmm. never that trust true. that ian leonard though oh oh poor ian he's a nice guy he is yeah a but guy. he's canadian 
That's true. <laughs> is Kristen not there? She didn't answer. Oh. Well, she'll be there. Oh. She might be busy on set or something. Ian McKellen has jumped into the conversation on sexual misconduct in the entertainment industry, and he has much to say about the madness, except the madness he referred to in a recent talk at Oxford Union comes courtesy of the women he learned of early in his career who seemingly do anything for a role. Per Deadline and Huff Post, McKellen notes actresses would send pictures of themselves inscribed with the initials DRR to a local theater director. Director's rights respected, McKellen explained. In other words, if you give me a job, you can have sex with me. That was commonplace from people who proposed that they would uh, should be a victim. He said he fears some may be wrongly accused in the hashtag MeToo movement, though he adds people must be called out, and I just assume nothing but good can come out of these revelations. McKellen is gay, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, also spoke on Kevin Spacey. He says the way Spacey came out was re- reprehensible because it linked alleged underage sex with a declaration of sexuality. Meanwhile, just days after Matt Damon was blasted by Minnie Driver for being tone deaf on the subject of sexual misconduct, the actor is once again being excoriated on... I said excoriated. He's being scratched too I'm much. so proud. You don't get to use the word excoriated very often. No. So I just wanted to point out, I said excoriated. But in in any case, uh, now I lost my play. There it is. We're in this watershed moment, and it's great, but I think one thing that's not being talked about is there are a whole S-load of guys, the preponderance of men I've worked with who don't do this kind of thing, he noted. One asked if he'd ever backed out of a project tied to someone accused of sexual misconduct. He said he'd have to take those situations on a case-by-case basis. Reaction, among others, a petition calling for Matt Damon to shut up. <laughs> hey, Matt, why don't you shut up? What is Matt saying? Is he just playing deaf like he doesn't just don't say like anything, stay away from it? It sounds like he's saying um, innocent until proven guilty. Gee, that's Which is the tone American deaf way, these days, apparently. Maybe Kristen knows. Yeah. Kristen, your buddy, Matt Damon, everybody wants him to shut up. What's that all about? Yeah, you know, he is keeps on, like, flapping his gums about sexual harassment, and he just keeps on digging himself in a bigger and deeper hole. And it's just one of those things, it's like, stop talking about it. And I know that he's on a press junket right now for downsizing, and every reporter is asking him, and I, I think he, at this point he should just say, I've said enough, <laughs> let's call it a day. Because, you know, a lot of people uh, initially wanted his reaction because he had worked so closely with Harvey Weinstein at the beginning of his career. And Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck as well. And, you know, the Afflecks, both of them, both Ben and Casey, have had plenty of their own issues. So they're probably not the best to be talking about it. Um, But it just gets to a point where it's just starting to say, well, you know, there's a lot of good guys here. And Matt Damon said, we need to be talking about the good guys that aren't doing the sexual harassment. And, you know, all the ladies on Twitter were like, "Uh uh-uh. This is not the time for that. I don't really understand why he would call for that anyway. Look, due process does need to take place. There's no doubt about that. But right now to say, well, what about all the good guys? Why don't we worry about that later? Well, but don't you think it's important, too, to call a balance to the force? I mean, if it's constant barrage of negativity, here's the problem. We talked about this with Kristen a week or so ago. Uh It's getting to the point where nobody cares anymore. No, Mm -hmm. you're wrong. All right. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but I just think if you feed a little positivity in once in a while and be like, hey, remember, there's some remarkable actors out there that don't have these blemishes. So instead of whitewashing the entire industry as bad. Why does it have to be whitewashed? Not the American way (laughs) at this point in time. You people, Tom. (laughs) You people. I think it would make more sense if he had said, uh, not that there there are good guys, but... We should remember that it's, you know, 99 to 1. Well, it seems like they're good until they're not good. Oh, so, exa- yeah, oh so-and-so is good. Negative. So-and-so is good. Oh, oh, gee, oh, maybe not so right. Oh, so-and-so, oh, he's not clean. Oh, well, you know, it just goes on and on. And you, know, you can't say, you know, you know, the guy hasn't uh, taken a run at uh, one of the uh, actresses at one time. Right? But on the other hand, he's got to be pretty confident that he doesn't have anything hanging over his head to be able to speak mm-hmm. out. But the problem you have there is, and I just left... Uh, uh, an attorney's office, and we were talking about that situation, I made the decision to work from home 12 or 13 years ago because there were a couple of people I worked with that were flat-out crazy. And I mean, like, crazy. Bob Sansevier. <clears throat> yes, Aunt Sandy, of course, is one of them. <laughs> Passelt, come on. Passelt, for Passelt. sure. Gelfand's pretty crazy. <laughs> but I said, to, I, I said literally that I have to get out of here. I, I don't want to come into the station. Oh, are you coming in? No, I'm not coming in. I'm not coming into the station. And I was talking to an attorney that's known me for a long time. They said, Tom, you know, you do realize if you hadn't been working from home for the past 12 or 13 years, they would have tried to go after you by now. It's just the way it is. It's, it's what, whatever the situation is. But it's pretty hard to harass people from your house. Mm. You know? Yes, it is. Unless you're doing it via email, and some people like to do that through right. the internet. Well, that's yeah. Yes. What about Anthony Weiner? You know, what's interesting <laughs> about that, Kristen. I'll tell you something, and Catherine knows this: that I hired a computer expert to go through every single one of my emails that I've ever sent or received, and they found nothing. So I was out ahead of that as well. Because once it started, I went, "Ah, uh, wait a minute." So I literally, well, you remember when you came to the house? Mm-hmm. Would it take about eight minutes to go through those 14 emails you sent? Out? <laughs> I was about yeah. it, too. That was yeah, I was just right. thinking, it's like, I have so many undeleted emails. It's like, how would you even, you'd either have to spend weeks going through it, or like, what are they, just like go in and type keywords, jihad, no, nothing there. I had nothing. Slavery. Show me no. your boobs. That's not in there, we're clear. That's what they do. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean that. So uh, if if I were the average guy out in out in Hollywood or or anywhere else, to tell you the truth, and and you don't take part. Look again, I was raised by women, so it's kind of not in my nature to do that kind of thing anyway. Um, I get along with men, women a lot better than I get along with men anyway. So I just I got very very lucky because I I have really good attorneys and and they kind of said, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Um, there are, there are people in the world that are just nuts. There, there are th- those two that I was talking about, those two, oh, my God. Any way they could suck money out of you, they'd do it. And that was my, my concern. Bob and Jeff. Convention- yeah. yeah, Bob and Jeff Basil. Sandy and Basil. Well, you know the interesting, thing, the interesting thing that's come up in all of this, too, and this is kind of the Tavis Smiley thing, um, and people forget about this, but, like, Office Affairs, can often wind up into that gray, fuzzy sexual harassment oh, um, yeah. territory. And it isn't necessarily the two people that are in the consensual affair, but oftentimes it's other people in the office who feel threatened, feeling like, well, I don't get these favors because I'm not putting out to the boss. Mm. Uh, when you're, when you're, uh, you know, a, if you're the subordinate in, in an affair with obviously your boss or a superior or a manager or something, 
And Tavis Miley's like, well, these were all consensual affairs, but I'm like, you made the entire office uncomfortable by this. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, especially if people are married, it creates a whole other level of things. And I'm actually glad that that dialogue um, is coming up because I feel like that is really common too. And I've been in situations where I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable. I know the husband, you know what I mean? And I know the wife and it's all this stuff is going on and God, they get favors or they get to not like do this project because mm-hmm. they're sleeping with the boss. Right. So. Hmm. Right, but then on the other side, you've got people that are just overly sensitive about everything. I worked at a company in the Twin Cities, and my friend, we were in sales, and we were on the phone all day long, and she's plodding, trying to hit her goal, and she's got a raging migraine, and we're talking. So I started rubbing the back of her neck while she was doing this call, and she's just nailing this this sale. And rubbing the back of her neck, she gets it. We stand up, high-five, and give each other a hug. Ten minutes later, we get called into the manager's office because one of oh the employees God. felt uncomfortable that I was touching my oh Way to go, Dave. <laughs> I'm like, we're friends. We're friends outside of work, and she was she's having a horrible day. I was doing nothing. It was You know, I felt really uncomfortable. That's, I can't work in an environment where Dave is oh, going to be touching that's just like They're just like secondhand smoke. Yeah. It's secondhand sexual harassment. And and. It's, it's a real thing. It tr- really is right, a real yeah, thing. If you because, feel like it's and that's why some, you some companies have a policy that you cannot be married to another person, another partner, some of the accounting mm-hmm, firms. If, if you marry another partner, well, that partner has to leave because you can't yeah. have that situation yep. in the workplace. That's how cumulus is. Well, well, I would have married a lot now. of my coworkers if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, Wait until I would marry you either, pal. <laughs> Wait until all these college students that are used to having a comfort tent and a comfort room and a comfort animal for every <laughs> tiny little space. emotion start getting out in the real world. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's no safe space in corporate world. <laughs> no. I wonder, though, do you <laughs> do you think like at least the majority of them uh, will be able to adapt or are they just ruined forever? Uh, they're probably from, come they're on, they've gotten participation trophies their entire life. Give me a break. See yeah. Tom, that's why we're gonna be safe in radio for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Because Why? who coming up nowadays could handle the abuse that radio guys get? Oh, God, right? there's not a there's chance. There's no safe room at, at any radio there's station. There's not a chance. Oh, it, it's like, uh, there was a story about these <laughs> University of Minnesota, or not, sorry, just university students coming home for the holiday and how they are complaining about how... I walked in and my mom asked me to take out the trash. I wasn't even home an hour. Or, 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 or. it's like, I'm your guest. It's like, no, you're not, you little you're twerp. The, yes. the, co- the college students in Western Africa that uh, had their two week break for the holidays, mm-hmm. they thought they should have three weeks. They rioted. They were arrested. Then their parents rioted because their their children had been were in prison or in in, uh. in, 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 in police custody because of this riot that they had had. There you go. They, because they just wanted another. We thought they thought they should have another week. What a great place. I feel like I should have three months off. It's beginning. Hold up, hold up. They have college in West Smiles. Africa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now that you have you have, you have education in those countries. <laughs> Liberia. Any colleges in Liberia? I'm certain there are. I don't, I don't know for certain. You know. What a disaster yeah. that Liberia State. Oh, yeah, God. I feel like if I was in West Africa, I'd have better things to do than worry about how much vacation time I have. Probably true. Yeah, and then yeah. another tweet was about how um, how these expectations of your parents. is like, like, they don't know that I live in the real world. It's like, no, you don't. No. You're in college. If you're you in college, you do not live. About, you don't know anything about yeah. the real world That's, yet. Well, I've got Eight Hate kids. to tell you. And with my wife's three, that's 11 children. And three of them are luckily out on their own, kind of doing their own thing. The rest of them, I don't know how they're going to adapt because it's like 
you re- you realize I'm not going to do this for you when you're an adult. Right. You have well, to as do a parent, the dishes. You can prevent that kind of uh, mindset from fostering. How did that work for how you How should guys? we have done that, Andy? <laughs> yeah, how I don't... Uh, Mom and I have done it with you <laughs> sure. and I. What's the advice you've got, Andy? Because I've got kids that might need that help. Well, it'd help if you're home. I am home all the time. Yeah, wait, wait until some of those, uh, those little... little precious little sweethearts who are in their residency training oh. you know and they do something at night and somebody dies oh god oh. Yeah. yeah not necessarily because of what they did right but it just may have been the natural course sure. of the situation yeah wait until they go through that stress they have to tell patient tell their tell, or when they have to tell a patient a patient's family oh you know grandpa's only going to live probably another week or so because he got this bad cancer wait until they go through that stress mm. yeah i mean it is it is yeah, it'll be different yeah well, i guess they'll either have to toughen up or They'll turn into puddles. I'm not sure. What I do over at the job, and I've done my entire career, is, look, you have to understand it's not sexual when I tell you to go F yourself. Okay? (laughs) I'm just telling you up front, there's nothing sexual about that. Just go F yourself. Just give them the Winston Churchill. You mean it in the most violent version. Yeah. (laughs) Winston Churchill. Up your bum. That is hilarious. <laughs> Have you seen Dark, Darkest Hour yet? No, I heard you guys saying yesterday oh, it was a great movie, yet. though. God, is it good. My God, Gary Oldman is so good. That is some he acting. He looks good. He looks the part. He's the Oscar frontrunner right now. I believe it. He should win yeah. hands down. There's Why no getting around it. Would they go with three hours of makeup every day rather oh. than, you know, maybe half an hour and then CGI, do you suppose? Because the human CGI, I don't think you, you see it looks because, like a rubbery mask. Well, not like well, you know the act, CGI the, the entire. For the actors too, because they become the part. Oh right, they yeah. Really yeah they really do prefer makeup over CGI. And any time I've ever asked them. And it might be cheaper than CGI. Yeah, that's true. It might be cheaper, oh, you know. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably. yeah Good makeup. CGI is yeah really tough. Is it? Oh yeah, well, you and have to go. Off. You have to go across every little, you know nanometer of skin and be like does this look right no does this look right yeah well even with the animation from monsters incorporated that was one of the first ones where they ever showed the hair moving yeah, yeah. Right. and they said that that added extra weeks and, oh yeah and millions oh, of dollars yeah. to the budget just to make it wow. look like it was moving oh hair is very difficult to render That's we will shave mine yeah exactly <laughs> we'll take a break be right back tom bernard show i'm easy to render I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. As a locally owned community bank, we pride ourselves on individually crafted financial solutions and quick response times. H&B Elevators, a Minneapolis manufacturer known worldwide for custom elevator designs, had an option to buy their headquarters. We stepped in to get the deal done with SBA and Urban Initiative financing. See an opportunity too good to pass up? Stop in. We'll make it happen. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts, get rid of those glasses, and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you. If you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers, they've got the most experience, and they've got the best price guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com, and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear lens-free vision 
at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. be one of the top songs. Ronettes. No, no, this, this is, is, uh, no, this Mariah. is Mariah Carey. Oh, that's right, it's Mariah Carey. But what she's doing, Ron, she's totally doing that song. Yeah, yeah. but the, her, this it. version, though, is a great song. She is doing Ronnie Spector. There's no question about that. And she's made about $10 oh, trillion dollars I from bet it. she has. She has. I wonder, though, she must have to pay royalties. Oh, sure. To the Ronettes? I wonder if the Ronettes are, you know, are rolling alive? in it now. Although, do well, you no. remember when she did the no. live version of the song when they lit the tree at Rockefeller? Oh, oh yeah. man. It yeah. was absolutely horrible. They said she, I don't know if that was her fault. I think that they had some It was her fault. It was her fault? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember New Year's Eve last year? I'm sorry, you cut yeah. out for a second. I said New Year's Eve last year, do you remember? Terrible. Yes. Yeah. She's had several of these. You know what I think it is, too? Oh, I don't yeah. think she's kept care, like, good care of her voice. Oh. So she's not able to hit the notes anymore or anything. And uh, she just today canceled, like, the Australian and New Zealand leg of her tour. So, really? Uh, and she's very, she's very good at canceling things, even last minute. Actually, so. I canceled the Australian New Zealand leg of my tour, too. So. You did? <laughs> it had nothing to do with not being able to hit the notes. It was just the fact that once I get outside of Minnesota, nobody knows who I am. So it causes problems. <laughs> Two of the Ronettes are still alive. Oh. Yeah, but I don't think the Ronettes wrote those songs. I think those were written by Phil Spector. By players, writers, right? Oh. So the Ronettes probably wouldn't have made anything that's for, probably for true. that. It'll be yeah. whoever the, the artist... But again, that's also 50-some years yeah, old. Yeah, how so long it does is. it take for them to get into public domain? A th- long yeah, time. Yeah, now it's a long time. It might be like 75 to 80 oh, years. Okay. Yeah, yeah it, well, I think it's like 100 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Basically, um, it's because of uh, things like Mickey Mouse. Uh, things that are so ubiquitous that uh, people don't want them to go into public domain because oh. it would cheapen them. So they keep extending the... Uh, the laws. Remember what happened to Children's Hospital in downtown Minneapolis? Nope. Yeah, that was insane. Children's Hospital downtown Minneapolis had all the Disney characters painted in the in the children's oh, ward, the oh, children's cancer right. ward, and Disney made them take all of them down. That's pretty heartless. It's so rude. They it made them so paint over heartless. all of them, saying, "Sorry, those are trademark. You can't use those." In a children's for cancer kids. ward. For shit, kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not a, Disney does some stuff sometimes, and it's. So not a good look. It makes you like I don't I don't like to hear these stories because I'm like it just sours my experience. But I'm yeah. like that's who they are. They are ruthless. Well, I, okay, let's look at it from the marketing perspective though. Mm-hmm. If no, your kid you're is wrong. dying of cancer, yes, and you're surrounded by Disney, does that affect you going forward once the child is gone? Yeah, because now you've got this uh, this bitter connection of every time you see Disney, you just think of cancer you think of your child going through that i i can yeah. kind of understand but what if it made your child happy that's what i was just gonna say yeah, uh, well, i'm memory? just saying yeah, Mark, dark, you know what dave, dave? <laughs> have a magical day i'm just i'm playing ever. the devil's advocate i don't say it's yeah. a good yeah. thing okay, but i'm I'll, just saying you're I'll, mean yeah. i'll bet dave <laughs> disney and death both start with d that's true that's right the when I where we had our house in in Burbank, uh, we were right uh, two blocks from the soundstage at Disney. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of the people that worked for Disney just didn't have a lot of good things to say about their employment experience. Do. See, I loved mm. it. I absolutely loved working for ABC Disney. Really? They were a great company to work for. I'll tell you that. 
and I wish I well I don't know if I, I wish I still worked worked with him but uh, I worked from but as far as a radio guy being owned by ABC Disney it was just spectacular. They, they treat you how well. How did you huh? get that? What did you love? They whatever you needed, you got. They stayed out of your way too, right? They absolutely stayed out of the way. That's a big thing for Tom. There's a lot of meddling that goes on in in radio. We're gonna. This is how you should do it. I just go literally get the hell away from me. Leave me alone. I've been doing this for 47 years. This show, 32 years. It has the highest share of any morning show in the country. Leave me alone. Disney is too big to care about the uh, doings right. of one person. That's exactly right. Disney's just too big to care about something like that. Yeah. So it works out in the end. But it's, uh, you know, Catherine has to put up with it every night because I get calls from people. Well, what do you think about this? Ugh. And then I just crab-eared in hell the whole rest of the night. You just start just hiding don't. your phone after three. It's a good plan. Hey, on, on the up note, though, former Silicon Valley actor T.J. Miller, who also appeared in the yeah. Deadpool movie, has yeah. now been accused of sexual assault in the oh, 2000s and no. punching a woman in the mouth while attending the <clears> university. George Washington University. So, uh, well, that's not that's not sexual assault. That's assault. Uh, no, it says that he, he he's being accused of sexually assaulting and punching a woman in the mouth oh. while attending George Washington Lovely. University in the 2000s. You know what's wow. stupid about the legal definition of assault? Mm. Assault is words. It's words. Battery. Battery is which is like assault uh, really? Yes. Calling someone a mean name is assault. Let's uh, let's calm ridiculous. down. But I thought they also sexual assault is a physical. Yeah, which is also weird. The sexual yeah. battery sounds weird, I suppose. I don't know. It does, when, yes. When, it's like Duracell's new. Yeah. <laughs> new sexual battery. <laughs> if, you're, if you're choosing to carry a handgun concealed, if you reveal the handgun to anybody who is around you, that's assault. Really? Oh. Yep. Huh. Yeah, Just by assault. showing them? Yep. Yeah. Because, oh, because it's a threatening move? Intimidation, that's yeah. assault. Really? So, so you don't do that, you don't do that. What if it's pink? Then it's a whole That's different a good point. deal. Everyone, Everyone look at, at my I can hilarious gun. But what if it's got a nice Hello Kitty pattern on it? Aww. But an illegal Hello Kitty pattern because we don't want to upset the Hello Kitty people. Are any of your that kids into Hello Kitty? Yeah, two of my daughters. Yeah, were. it's, it's yeah. like it's big again all of a sudden. Well, no, yeah. I think yeah. all my my daughters have all gone through this cycle at one point or another with liking um, liking Hello Kitty. Really? I think it's a rite of passage. What, what, what Alex else? never liked it. Alex was never into it at all. No. Really? They do Hello Kitty pop-up shops here in L.A. They do? Mm-hmm. What are pop-up shops? My friend shops? yesterday, um, where they just, they're there temporarily for like three or four days. Sometimes, oh, sometimes when Elise has um, gotten abandoned or whatever, they'll just let somebody come into their space Oh yeah, and Hello charge Kitty. them a little flat fee for a little bit of time. Hello Kitty recently um, was, it, they merged with something. Well, maybe, did, well what about Sailor Moon? Well, yeah, Sailor, Sailor Moon doesn't have any. Pretty dead. Oh, do you think, Kristen? Though those little pop-up shops, do you think it's so that they can move quickly and keep out of the range of uh, the trademark infringement lawyers? Uh, no, they're actually done by the actual um, company. Really? Okay. Yes. So they do official ones. Like Taylor Swift just did a pop-up shop for her new album. Sold a bunch of stuff. There's always like a photo opportunity. So it becomes a media event, and oftentimes, huh. like the. Um, they do it with the promise that, like, Taylor Swift is going to stop by at some unannounced time over the next four days kind of thing. Mm. So it gets all the fans really hyped. Well, that's a good thing. One thing I would say before mm-hmm. we move completely on from the T.J. Miller thing, I like T.J. Miller. I've interviewed him several times, but he's extremely arrogant. And it seems these guys who, who sexually assault women, all of them are arrogant as hell. And they're short. 
<laughs> and they're short. No, they, except for Harvey Weinstein. He's yeah, he's not short. He's just fat. He is. He's tall, too. Then he's really hideous. He's, he's a troll. I guarantee <laughs> you he's the kind of guy... He's the kind of guy, Harvey Weinstein's the kind of guy that's got his underwear pulled up his butt every day in high school, and so the world's going to have to pay for that. Uh, I don't feel that the world has to pay for it. You don't? No. <laughs> it happened to you a lot, did it? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Theoretically. Uh, you Theoretically. You liked it a little. Maybe so. a little. You know that <laughs> I get a resistance. There's a little tingle there. <laughs> I have to ask you something, uh, all, and, and Kristen, you on the phone and everybody else in this room. Um, have you seen one of the offerings now by a chocolate company for a Christmas gift? No, Tom, do you have to bring well, it up? This is how the world is changing. I have a number oh, of guesses. It, is it the mold of... Uh, you got it. Yeah, special uh, that, parts. Yeah. That was my first guess. Yeah, that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Did it? Because sure they're that's... really pushing it this year. Get it? Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm sure those have existed forever. A mold of your anus. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing I've... says Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, those oh, I'm okay oh. with. I, heard of the, I first heard of that several years Did ago, so really? it's not new. Well, somebody sent me a picture of it. I'm going to thank you so much for that. Yeah. Well, this is custom of, of your yourself? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how do, you get, how do you get the mold? So you, they send you uh, I think you send it in, a yeah. machine? Well, I've got, I've got one to top that for you for the holidays. If, you're, uh, if your male partner has passed away and you've had him cremated, they will... Oh. Make a uh, toy for you out of See, the cremains. Gross. What? Yes. Yeah, I kid you not. That's uh, yes. we get Tim and I get the weirdest emails of yep. people are like, "Hey, did you guys know you could do this with your remains?" Yeah, <laughs> that's like I don't know. Can a woman do that for their, their uh, husband? Uh, probably. Why not? Why not p- put it in some kind of latex and create a. Mm-hmm. That's the question that came to your mind? Yeah. Well, it's all fair play. Oh, well, yeah. It's not gay Look at me trying to figure out how to cash in. I could make molds. You guys know about the about the woman in England, right? Oh, that's going to sprinkle her mother's ashes on her food and eat her it for food Christmas? Eat it all. She's going to eat that's all of her mother's ashes. Disgusting. Yeah. She actually put them in her... And by the way... I hope she knows that that's mostly just bone meal. Have you ever seen? Yeah, but if you've eaten English food, it's probably going to help it out quite a bit. Has anybody here actually seen the ashes after a cremation? They're not as fine as you might think. No, it's very gritty. It's like it's almost like a gravel almost. Basically, all the flesh and everything is gone. It disintegrates. So what's left is the bones, which they then it's kind of like you know a log after it's been burning, it turns into that ash. ash, That's how the bones. Do and, I don't yeah. see how that's going to be so, palatable. You know, probably <laughs> super probably good. gruel is is probably a good dish. What's that? Super gruel would probably be a good dish. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? And yes. I I didn't know they called it this in England, but in the story it said she mixed it into her Christmas pud. Yeah, oh. pud. Oh. Now pud means something quite different <laughs> yeah. in America than is it, it does like in England. Pudding? Yeah, is yeah, it yeah, pudding? It must be. Yeah. Uh. Well, what, well, let, oh, wait, no, actually, I think pud is something else. Well, now Ugh. that we're talking about consuming human flesh or paraflesh, uh-huh. uh, what about the people who eat the placenta after a child's born? Yeah, they do that, too. we got people who do that. Many, many people do that. So how's that, that not cannibalism? Yeah, that's, that's for postpartum depression. But you know what? What's that? your own? That's okay. We're, we're supposed to do stuff. this. We're taught through religion that we should uh, eat the wafer as though it was Jesus' body and drink the wine as though it was his blood. We're brought up to be cannibals. Way to go, Ralph. Yeah, see, Ralph, it's just it's it's, 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 it's built a, into us. It's a natural extension. So why was there such so much persecu- persecution of the uh, people in here in Jaya that uh, you know cannibals there? Well, because we're so it it just seems so out of text, right? I mean, there's oh, I one see. thing because you're you're using something in the religious sect as as a 
metaphor for. But the idea of you know, Donner Party too. Listen, and and the guys from Alive, remember that crashed into the side of the mountain yes. and they had to eat the uh-huh. the people that's. You do what you have to do to survive. Well, yeah, if they're already dead and they're frozen, it's like Don't it's not the yourself, worst Bastion. thing in the world. Next week when they're out of town, if this thing gets snowed in and it's you and me, well, I'm bringing barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. Hey, but I got the shank. Here, I got the shank on the table here. Well, well, it's going to be great. Is Plus, that... you're the surgeon. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's true. Hey, he's got a knife in his hand right now. Yeah, that's right. I got I the shank. A, I have a question for Kristen. Yeah. This, it's Omarosa. Is that her Omarosa. name? Yeah. Omarosa. Omarosa. What? People are just losing their minds hating on her. <laughs> losing you know, their minds. What did she... They, what? <laughs> she's had a lot... I mean, she's been hated probably for the over a decade, honestly, because mm-hmm. she did the very first season of The Apprentice with right. Donald Trump. And that very first cast got a lot of attention because it was a novelty, it was new, and she was the villain on that season. She's been on other shows, she's always the villain there. Um, And do you guys remember she was engaged to Michael Clark Duncan when he died of a heart attack? Yep. Like, I I always look at that and I'm like, he seems like the nicest guy and she's a rough one. Um, But I, I do think that it's just one of those things that, I mean, Robin Roberts is like, bye Felicia. I mean, Robin Roberts can't stand her. <laughs> well, I, I hope that she quit and then immediately played the race card, but then also is going to keep working for Trump. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. And she's got a book to sell. You know it. She is yeah. dying to make some money off of this. And I think, too, it's unfortunate because it's like she had an opportunity being like the only black female in that administration um and instead she's going to spin it i'm sure so one thing i will say is this Kristen, that after hearing that last uh three or four minutes of conversation that everybody listening to this show and that heard Catherine say why is everybody hating on her they're all going well she's not black <laughs> thank god everybody's hating on her he sounded like a honky Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, seriously, I've read these blogs and things where they're calling her just the worst names. And they're like, she's never going to be accepted again in any capacity as a black woman because she worked for Donald Trump. And she'll crawl herself to sleep on her $20,000 pillow every night. Yeah, Exactly. She's going to be fine. She's intelligent. She's well-educated. She's going to be fine. And listen, people will always put her on TV. You think Fox News is not going to put her on TV? Think again. You know, they'll hire her as a like some sort of pundit or something. Anybody will hire her. Yeah, she'll get hired. There's CNN no question anybody. about it. She might even end up on this show. Nah, probably not. <laughs> but it's not. Miss Pat is on this show. We already got uh, we got everything covered. Miss Franklin, remember her? The one talking yes. about yes. She's hilarious. Marina Franklin's phenomenal. Don't <laughs> no, forget about Jay Farrell's sister. Jay Farrell's sister's absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. My <clears throat> pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your My Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one My Pillow and get one free online with my code KQRS. Or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS. Or call 800-694-2056.
This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Disconnect in my brain when I hear rock and roll doing Christmas tunes. That's one of my favorite Christmas tunes. I don't know. I mean, it's a, they're, they are good, but it yeah. just doesn't my, seem right. My daughter's <laughs> listening and cringing right now to this mic. Good job. I'm a big fan I love of the Bruce. Not so much. Yeah, right? That's one of the best concerts you could ever go see. Oh, no doubt. You love for your dollar. Bruce Springsteen. Like, he'll give you a three-hour show. Yeah. I like guys who can sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, I, I'll tell you, honestly, God, I get, I get, people get so mad at me. But I, I like Born to Run. That was a great song. Hand me that knife. Whoa, whoa. Krista, back us up. I know you're a Bruce fan. I love Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah most people do. The one yeah. I really don't understand people loving, and I've had people tell me, oh, my God, he's one of the greatest singers. He's got such range. Fantastic. Axl Rose cannot sing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. But that was like the sound of like the late it was, 80s, yes. early 90s. Yeah, but it's, it's got, so different. He's got eight octaves of... No, he does not. <laughs> yeah. They all sound like a Muppet baby squealing. Yeah, yeah well, that's the whole problem. I've never... I've well, always thought it sounded... that range anymore. No. What a no. surprise. <laughs> hey, God bless them. They made $8 billion, so they must know what they're doing, but... Well, I mean, pretty much anyone has a huge range if they're willing to go into the falsetto, but that's not... <laughs> falsetto isn't counted as part of your range. No, it is not. You are absolutely right. Disney World's revamped Hall of Presidents is set to reopen on Tuesday, oh. today. <laughs> I'll listen to you laughing it up. I saw the did, photos. Did you? And I, it was, it's I saw hideous. The it's awful. It's and I sent the photo. My friend's on vacation, and I was like, please open this. I know you're on vacation, but you are going to die. They it's, took like 100 pounds off of him, too, by the way. But oh, they not the one I'm looking at. It's so bad. If someone sent me an email that said, please open this, you are going to die, I uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably <laughs> wouldn't be very happy when I opened probably it and found out it was it. just Trump. No, he weighs over 300 pounds now, and they gave him—they put him at like 275. And but they gave him that awful like jowl neck, and Scroll I was up, like, Andy, that is really mean. Ooh, it's seen bad. This? Yeah, and he, oh, God, it doesn't look awful. anything like him. No, you know who it is? They repurposed Jesus. Granny from the uh, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills <laughs> wax statue. Yeah, it seriously looks <laughs> like <laughs> not even close. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> Granny. Just cover the hair and look at it. It's <clears throat> Granny's face. Yeah, it almost, looks like a, oh. a reanimated corpse. <laughs> do, do they, do they have, almost, almost like David Spade and Granny had a kid. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, there is a bit of David's. Well, yeah, another really pleasant human being, by the way. Oh God. Yeah. Not to go back, they have Barack Obama holding a cigarette. Yeah, dude. I wonder if he is smoking. Well, uh, uh... Disney World's revamped Hall of Presidents set to will reopen today with Barack Obama shifted to the side in a new robot with an extra long tie center stage. The animatronic President Trump figure, which stands between Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses S. Grant, moves its hands as it recites dialogue Trump recorded for the Florida attraction earlier this year. The Orlando Sentinel reports, above all, to be American is to be an optimist, to believe that we can always do better and that the best days of our great nation are still ahead of us, says the robo-Trump. The attraction has featured a speech from every sitting president since Bill Clinton. The attraction, which made its debut in 1971 and features all 45 presidents, had been closed uh, since a few days before Trump's inauguration for refurbishing. The New York Times reports when Disney said it wouldn't reopen in late June as originally scheduled, there was speculation that Trump had been omitted or at least denied a speech. Why, they, why would you think yeah, that? Yeah, Disney would never do that. No! Taking such an extreme political move? Come on. They were not going to do Nobody that. Nobody made an ugly Trump. I mean... Oh, he is that, hideous. Come on. They can do so much better, and we all yes. know this. Disney does incredible work. Yes. And I was like, whoever worked on that was literally like, I'm going to do my worst job ever. I yes. hate Donald Trump. You can tell by looking at it. Well, that kind of thing is... I wonder it, how it, many it, are going to boo. You're going to get people booing. Oh, when you start that's talking. sad. Yeah, I, I, I saw that with my kids oh, 20 years ago. I said, I'm done. I have a question for Why you. Why didn't you like it? Oh, I just thought it was stupid. Yeah, I did too. It was just a stupid. Why do you think they sandwiched in between? Air yeah, that's yes. true. Yeah. Take what, a break. Why do you think they sandwiched in between uh, the president that was assassinated and the one that died of esophageal cancer? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here, get in there. Yeah. I, 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 look. I'm sorry, but you can go as far back as you want. I've never liked the president of the United States, no matter who it was. I just don't like people who need that much power. I just don't like them. You know? Yeah, the desire for power does tend to come from a dark place. It really does. So I have no time for any of them. I love that the Washington Post says, this is just a John Voight robot. Yeah, I know. They call it a John Voight (laughs) robot because they hate John Voight, too. That's the other part of it. The Washington Post hates him. So, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It doesn't look anything like Donald Trump. I would be totally offended if I were Yeah, him. I would I'd think like, so, what yes. What the heck? Mm. Uh, oh, by the way, they were talking about speculation that Trump had been omitted or at least denied a speech as a 15,000 signature demanded. As a 15,000, did they mean demand? 15,000 signature petition, I'm thinking. Oh, no, they, they left the word petition, <laughs> petition out of so there? So much for proofreading. Reviews from oh, visitors who got a preview of the animatronic Trump on Monday were mixed with those who voted for the flesh and blood Trump, most impressed by the robotic version. On social media, meanwhile, some uh, called the figure creepy, while others said it looks like a, more, a, lot like, a lot more like John Voight than the president. It doesn't look like John Voight either. It's just some ugly-ass man. Someone was like, it's like 71-year-old Chucky. Yeah, that's right. It looks like 71-year-old Chucky. That's exactly right. How about this judicial nominee? What a moron that guy turned out to be. Oh. Thank goodness you stepped aside. <laughs> Honest to God. Uh, Andy, bring that story up, will you? Story number two. What? This is absolutely unbelievable. Last week, Matthew Peterson was on his way to becoming a judge on the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. Then Senator Sheldon Whitehouse tweeted a video of Peterson at his Judiciary Committee hearing, failing to answer a series of basic legal questions from Republican Senator John Kennedy. And suddenly the wheels came off. That video went viral, collecting more than 8.3 million views. And on Monday, Peterson withdrew his name from consideration. 
The Washington Post reports in a letter sent to the president, Peterson wrote that his nomination had become a distraction. I had hoped that my nearly two decades of public service might carry more weight than my two worst minutes on television. As uh, late as Friday, the White House was still supporting Peterson's nomination, saying opponents of the president's were trying to distract from the record-setting success the president has had on judicial nominations. Record-setting success? Where does he get that? Oh, the uh, Dow is pretty high. Yeah, but that's not on naming... On, on judicial um, nominations. That has nothing to do with judicial nominations. They it has will... nothing about knowing law, basic 101 from your law school days. Either. Yeah, you might want to do that. Whatever the president does, people think that that's the reason the Dow moves. The president could do something like, you know, he goes to some tiny country just because a diplomatic thing and the stock market goes up and they're like, oh, that must be why. But still, to nominate a guy that sounds like this. Tried a jury trial? I have not. Civil? No. Criminal? No. Bench? No. State or federal court? I have not. Matthew Peterson, a lawyer who served on... <laughs> oh, my God. Huh. I've never done anything in my career. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you should name me oh. anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, like I said, all these politicians, I, I just, what can I tell you, Kristen, what can I tell you? They're all not, every last one They of them. are. Oh, Kristen, I got a quick question. What do you hear about the uh, possible reboot of The Office? Really? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yep. yeah, NBC is looking into this and 100% confirmed that Steve Carell is not a part of it. He's and to not, me, right. The Office is Steve Carell. I, I was like, I'm not interested. Because after yeah. Steve Carell left The Office, it went downhill quickly. Oh, yeah. In my oh, yeah, he was really, oh. the pro- he was definitely the uh, starring role. Unless they it. bring Ricky Gervais in to play Ricky his Gervais, David yeah. character from the original. But wait yeah, a minute. I don't even think he's interested. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like an era gone by. What about yeah. Dwight Schrute? We can't stab Dwight Schrute in the back. I loved him. Rain Wilson. Yes. Rain Wilson was brilliant. He know. was phenomenal in that role. Yeah, I, I think that Hollywood loses uh, track of the idea that a, a show will become popular at a certain time in American culture or international culture. And when you try to reboot it at a different time in culture, different politics, different mores, different things like that, it just doesn't work. How's Will and Grace working? I don't know. Yeah. Is it work, do yeah. working? Good? They've Is signed it working? up for another season. They signed yeah. up for they another did? season. Oh, yeah. really? The Christmas show was terrible. Yeah, that was horrible. Horrible. Was horrible. But that's... But that's, that's guess is that NBC jumped the gun on this and that the ratings are going to go down as each episode progresses. I think you're right. Really? It didn't do well in the first season? I thought it did pretty it, well. It did pretty well at the beginning. At but the beginning. Each week has already subsequently gone down, so okay. that's my thought. You can't refer to Santa as a, just another old white perv that we used to trust. Oh Why do you have to attack Santa? You know, all your political BS. You're going to go after Santa now. Is that the idea? I mean, come on. Try going after Muhammad like that. See how long you're alive. <laughs> There's a little difference between uh, Muhammad and Santa. Uh, mm, not to me. There's not. <laughs> oh, we're allowed oh, to draw pictures both. of Santa. Uh, no well, comment. Moving on. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, Muhammad is the one who invented trench warfare. He was a brilliant man. Why don't the imams teach that the reason you don't depict Muhammad isn't because he's too sacred to depict? No, that's not the reason. You're absolutely right. Andy, they I'm don't use any, any religious icon. Icons. No, you can draw whatever you want as long as it's not Muhammad. It's you literally can't draw Muhammad no. in any. What you I, can't depict him at all. Yeah, what I'm saying is inside their mosques, they don't have 
pictures of anybody. They, no, they, they there's don't. flowers and some nature stuff, but there aren't but, any any people. Yeah, and the reason you're not allowed to depict Muhammad isn't like you know when the um, that French newspaper, what's it called? Uh, Charlie Abdo. Yeah, when Charlie Abdo. Um, they uh, depicted Muhammad, and those two guys went in there and shot mm-hmm. a bunch of people and then said, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we avenged you, Muhammad. But that's not what it is. Muhammad said, never draw me because that makes me into a false idol. So you can, right. that, that, right. that you can now worship instead of Allah, which, I mean, that, if you're not – if someone who's not Muslim depicts Muhammad, then they're obviously not going to be worshiping Muhammad, so it's not really a problem. But – yeah, I don't think they're taught that. I think they're just taught drawing Muhammad is bad. But if you look in uh, Jewish synagogues, there's not a lot of art and there's not uh, no. idolatry there. It's the no. same kind of idea. Yeah, they don't story. want that. Well, they're Semites. Okay. I mean, people don't realize that certain Arabs are Semites. Yeah, they, they got that uh, Ten Commandment thing that they kind of. The Ten Commandments. The Code of Hammurabi. Tom should get everything. The Eleventh Commandment. <laughs> was that on there? Mm. Was that. No. Was that. Uh, God, who was it? Was it Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks. When they had 15 commandments. Yeah. He dropped one of the 10. Yeah. Yeah. I bring you the 15. The 10 commandments. The Lord God Jehovah has given us. One of my favorite bits is Father Guido Sarducci. Oh, no. When he starts oh, talking about the, the original and he goes, yeah, the Mo- Moses comes down and he sees everybody praying to the calves and he gets all angry and breaks them. And all he can remember is a donor do this. A donor do that. <laughs> He forgot it. Like, here's a commandment. A whistle a while you work. That was a commandment from God. Disney stole it. And I love that whole bit, man. He is genius. In that. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Find to the Pope into the pizza. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago did he pass away? Oh, Ooh. a while. The guy Father, that played. No, he's still alive. Yeah. No. He is? is he still- Guido Sarducci, yeah. is, a.k.a. Don Novello, is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. we reported his death last year. Nice going. Did we? we? Oh, are you sure? I shall give these laws to thy people. Is he just retired? Hear me. Oh, hear me. All pay heed. The Lord, the Lord Jehovah, has given unto you these 15. <laughs> <laughs> Ten! Ten commandments for all to obey! He dropped. And that's, that's yes. the God that I believe in. The yeah. one with a sense of humor. Oh, I sure. agree. Sarducci has not been... He, I basically, he, he hasn't been in anything since 2010. He was in two movies, one in 11 and one in 13, but they were both very... I think Minor. he still tours and does a few comedy bits a year, though. Oh, yeah, he's, he? he's oh, not really? like an actor anymore. No, he just plays the Sarducci character on yeah. stage from time to time. Yep. He oh. do a lot of commercials. Yikes. And, yeah. and whenever he's in a, doing a deal, he says he tries to Presbyterian them down. <laughs> <laughs> Presbyterian them down. He was in a movie called Twixt, which Twixt. Uh, $7 million budget, 360000 box office. Ooh, that's not good. Yikes. That's kind of like your The Room. Same story. What did that make? Fifteen thousand cost six million to make it. Made fifteen thousand dollars. If that people, well, it was yeah. It what was. What are you talking about? It made fifteen thousand dollars. The worst movie. Well, in the hi, world. Mark. <laughs> I still you not you don't know the room. No. Oh God. Sounds like there's a good reason I don't know the room. It's, oh no no you gotta see it's it. Literally, no. oh, it's literally. I'm not gonna terrible. see it. Oh it's phenomenal. It's no, like, you just told me it's garbage. It's about as good, good as Plan Nine, but unlike Plan Nine, it's not boring too. It's, <laughs> it's bad in a way that it's like it's entertaining uh-huh. to watch. Like how did this happen? 
Catherine, be honest. Are these the two guys that'll taste bad milk and go, oh, this is horrible. Try this. <laughs> yes. they, yeah, oh, say, I hate that when people it, say that. Yeah, smell this. Kristen, <laughs> I can't believe we have to say goodbye to you for Christmas now. Mm, oh, yeah. I know. I'm going to be away the next couple of weeks, taking a break and resting and napping, and I'll be back for 2018. Well, so will we. Merry Christmas, That's all I have to say to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Another Christmas. great year. Kristen, it is a joy working with you. You know that. You too. I always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever else you got. And a solemn Ramadan. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show.